Do you remember sitting in seventh grade history class or ninth grade Spanish class or that dreaded calculus class and hearing the teacher say, today, we're going to review. If you were a foolish student, you might be tempted to fall asleep or even daydream. But a wise student would suddenly sit at attention, take out a pencil and paper, and begin to take notes. The wise student knew that a thorough review always helped in preparing for tests. This is Carol McLeod, and I'm your host on the Jolt of Joy podcast right here on the Charisma Podcast Network. We've been studying the book of Ephesians, and we are at a very pivotal and practical part of our study. So I thought that today we would do a bit of review from our last few episodes. After all, I am a teacher, and all good teachers know the value of a thorough review. It helps prepare for the tests in life. So take out your Bible, a pen and some paper, and drink in this important review of Scripture. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 through 11. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. So we can't even imagine how important light was in the ancient world because everything was always dark, dark streets, dark homes, dark businesses. Well, as we know, light is important in the modern world as well. What can we do without light? You can't grow anything. You can't get anywhere. Most accidents happen in the dark. You stub your toe. You collide with somebody else. Things are dirtier in the dark. Nothing fruitful grows in the darkness. For anything fruitful to grow, it needs light. And these verses, Ephesians 5, 8 through 11, specifically tell us what light living consists of. Goodness, righteousness, truth, trying to please the Lord. Every decision you make, every word you speak should be good righteous, and true. Every day of your life, your one intent should be to please the Lord. That's it. That's Christian living in a nutshell. Perhaps the question we should ask ourselves every morning when we wake up is, Lord, how can I please you today? Lord, my one goal today is to please you. Ephesians 5, verses 12 and 13. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light. For everything that becomes visible is light. So I think another important prayer for us all to pray based on these two verses is, Jesus, would you expose the sin in me with your light? I don't want to hide from you, Lord. I don't want hidden sin in my life. It's God's will to expose what is hidden in your life. How does this happen? How does God expose what is hidden in your life? Well, I believe it happens two ways. 
First of all, God's Word is the light that we need to light up the dark places in us. Psalm 119 verse 105 states, Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So if you want to live a righteous life, if you want to please the Lord, you will submit your life to the daily reading of Scripture. Read your Bible. That's the most important discipline you can incorporate into your Christian walk in Christ. The Word of God acts like a light, and it exposes the dark places in us. Second of all, Jesus is the light of the world. That's what it says in John 8, 12, and His presence in my life lights up those dark and hidden places in me. When things stay dark, They become moldy and stinky. When God shows you something about your life that needs to change, don't ignore it. Don't say, oh, that's nothing. Everybody does that. Perhaps God is calling you not to do that. What else does light do? Well, light wakes you up, doesn't it? Let's read in Ephesians 5, 14. For this reason, it says, awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. So Ephesians 5.14 is what I call our spiritual alarm clock. It's ringing loud and clear, so please do not press snooze. Pray, Lord, shine your light in my eyes and wake me up. I told you this earlier, but our bedroom faces east, and when the sun rises, our shades are not very effective. They are not room darkening, and so the light shines into our bedroom early in the morning, and I find it nearly impossible to sleep. When that light comes streaming in, my eyes pop open, and they cannot close again no matter how hard I try. So my friend, do not go through life sleepwalking, but wake up. Wake up to the plans and purposes of God. Pray, God, wake me up. Shine your light in my eyes. Make me aware of your plans for my life. Ephesians 5.15 Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise. Here we go. Paul's favorite word again, walk. Be careful how you navigate in life. Don't be unwise in your behavior. Use wisdom in your daily life. When our children were small, I taught them that wisdom is thinking like God thinks. We all need to think like God thinks. Proverbs 6.16 reminds us how much better it is to get wisdom than gold. Your most valuable commodity in life is the wisdom that God will give to you. And you know, it says in the book of James that if any of you lacks wisdom— You only need to ask, and God, who gives generously to all and without reproach, will give you wisdom. So if you look back at your life and think, man, I have lived foolishly, you don't need to live foolishly any longer. You can pray today. God, shine your light on me and give me a download of your wisdom. God, I want to think like you think. Ephesians 5.16 making the most of your time because the days are evil. You know, every day of your life counts. Every single minute matters. We live in an evil world who needs the light that we have. We live in an evil world who is desperate for the wisdom that we have. It's true, 
we do indeed have an enemy who will try to distract us, who will try to get us to waste the time that we've been given. We have an enemy who wants us to stay in darkness and to stay asleep. But I have to ask you this today. How will you use each day of the life that you have been given? This verse that I just read to you, Ephesians 5.16, uses the phrase, redeeming the time. And this word redeeming is a compound Greek word, exgorizo. Now, agorizo is the Greek word for a marketplace cluttered with products and vast opportunities to spend time and money on things you don't need. It's confusing and noisy. You could only buy there cheap trinkets of the culture. There wasn't really anything of value there for sale. And ex means out of. So the Holy Spirit is saying, make an exit out of the agorizo, because the agorizo will distract you, confuse you, and cheapen you. Get out of there. What is your agorizo? Is it family problems? Is it Facebook, shopping, eating, TV? You need to get out of it. You need to extract yourself from it. You need to redeem your time and use it for the kingdom purposes of God. Now, the word time used in this verse is the Greek word kairos, and it refers to the brevity of time that we are given to live. Your time is limited. This is not going to go on forever. So use every day wisely. Paul is saying that you can actually buy back the time that you have squandered by using today wisely. You know, some people would say that they can determine your value system in life by looking at your checkbook. What do you spend your money on? Clothes, vacations, entertainment, your dream house, cars, those are your values. Now, that may be true, but I think that perhaps a more accurate measuring device for what you value in life is how you use your time. Because once time is gone, it's gone forever, and you'll never get it back. I have long wrestled, pondered on the scripture, 2 Peter 3.8, and this is what it says. But do not let this one fact escape your notice, beloved, that with the Lord one day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years like one day. You know, I could never understand that scripture. I'm not a mathematician. And I just thought, what's up with that? A thousand years, one day, I don't understand, and I would rush by it. But then one day when I was reading in the Word, the Holy Spirit combined 2 Peter 3.8 in my spirit with Ephesians 5.16. And I realized the Lord can redeem the time. The Lord can pack a thousand years worth of living into one day when we redeem it, when we use it wisely. So don't despair if you're in your 80s. Don't despair if you wasted your youth in sin. Don't despair over past regrets in your marriage or parenting, but redeem them today because it will reap the benefit of a thousand years in your life. Isn't that comforting? Isn't that hopeful? Ephesians 5, 17. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. I've told you before that this word understand means to bring two parts together. Well, what are the two parts that need to be brought together? God's will and your life. Those two things need to be brought together. Now, you can keep doing life your way, 
But that's what the Bible defines as foolish. Bring your life together with the will of God. How do we discover the will of God? By reading the Bible, of course. Bring your life under the authority of the Word. That's why I love this section of Ephesians, and that's why I chose to take time to review it, because it is practical living at its finest. And now, before we close today, let me share with you some great verses for your life, some go-to verses. When in doubt, implement Ephesians 5, 18 through 20 in your life. Every day, reenact Ephesians 5, 18 through 20 in your life. Because you just woke up from sleep, because you just got out of the darkness, because the light has been turned on in you, because you have redeemed the wasted days of your life, because you understand what the will of God is. Read Ephesians 5, 18 through 20. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody with your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks for all things in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to God, even the Father. So every morning when you wake up, say, Holy Spirit, fill me with all that you are. Holy Spirit, Fill me with everything you have. One of the greatest prayers of a human's life is to be filled to overflowing with the Holy Spirit. Let me read Ephesians 5.17 to you one more time. So then do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. As we study scripture, we are understanding what the will of the Lord is. And his will for you is to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to enjoy the overflow of life in the Spirit. I'd love to hear from you. So feel free to email me at Carol at carolmccloudministries.com. We love to pray for everyone who connects with us, so be sure and send me your prayer requests. I'd also like to invite you to visit my website, which is carolmccloudministries.com. Give yourself some time to linger a while and read a blog post, leave a prayer request, listen to a Bible teaching, or even do some shopping. I want to remind you today that when you choose Jesus, you are choosing joy. His will for your life is an inexpressible and relentless joy. Don't ever doubt it. And as always, I dare you to choose joy.